This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. Is it actually going to rain in the parched corn belt this time, as forecasters are now again predicting? Their current forecast for wetter conditions at the end of August feels a little too much like Groundhog Day, as we have been through this before. Their idea of cooler temperatures in the interim did not match mine. Anything 85 degrees and warmer is stressful under normal conditions, and the hot west is radiating heat into the dry western corn belt. You have to get further east to get cooler. Current rains are up in northern Minnesota and in the other direction in the south into the southeast Corn Belt. There's nothing in the middle. There is a chance for some portion of the northwest Corn Belt to get some rain if it bleeds south far enough Saturday. But the bigger news to me is the heat extreme ahead into next week. We hit 89 degrees Thursday with four of the next five days in the 90s. The forecasters are calling for rains August 27th but do not appreciate how much damage is going to be done in the interim if you even believe the forecast. Corn futures factored in rain that had not fallen. Yields of crops that pro-farmer are seeing are in a state of accelerating deterioration. If they did this same tour next week, they would find still lower yields. Rain will now be worth a lot more than rain next week, and rain the week following would only stabilize damaged crops. They are in a major drought situation, dome ridge or not. They say that moisture from the Gulf will open up soon, but what we really need is a major hurricane pushing it. It was only 82 degrees here Wednesday afternoon, and corn that had been well watered in the northwest Iowa just a few weeks earlier was turning pale, showing stress as it began to fire. Light soils are losing it entirely. Temperatures trend warmer, forecast to reach up into the 90s early next week, and without soaking rain first, crops will look like it is 105. Subsoil moisture reserves are being depleted and crop moisture requirements are too great for the plants to sustain themselves in this heat. The need for rain will be widespread in the Corn Belt, radiating from the red color region on the drought map, and condition deterioration is going to accelerate until it gets it. Lots of corn damage will be permanent, while soybeans could be saved with immediate rain. The western half of the U.S. is literally on fire, and the western Corn Belt is getting singed from being located too close to the furnace. Crop losses from the derecho made the headlines, but it will be the flash drought that does the most damage. Pro-Farmer estimates the Illinois corn crop at 189.4 bushel per acre, compared to USDA at 207. Their Iowa corn yield estimate will not be close to USDA at 202 bushel per acre either. I think that given accelerating crop deterioration that Pro-Farmer is trying to catch a falling knife. I am changing horses here to am covering corn and soybean hedges and intend to store the crop. On the cattle. The trade looks for placements in Friday's cattle on feed report to pick up at 106%. Reduced placements earlier in the year left more feeders available outside of feedlots. Drought conditions are negative, impacting range and pasture, so that some ranchers are having to find a market early. Mexico is sharing the drought, so sent more feeders north to U.S. feedlots too. As noted, the western half of the U.S. is literally on fire, and that USDA rates grazing conditions at 35% poor to very poor. The trade looks for marketings to be 99% and on-feed numbers at 100.9% of a year ago. Feedlots are looking at open chart gaps at 112.42 in the October contract as objectives for hedges, 
The truck gaps are now attracting of a lot of attention. They need someone in the trade to buy there. On the hogs, as has occurred with pork plants in Europe and Brazil, Canada has voluntarily suspended exports to China from their Maple Leaf Foods pork plant in Manitoba because of too much COVID. China thinks that COVID may be able to survive the trip on meat and packaging. I do not know how U.S. plants are avoiding this. Maxwell Foods recently announced that it was divesting its hog operation as a result of losses. They are also suing Smithfield Foods for not paying them a fair price under the Packers and Stockyards Act. Pretty much everything that has been going on with pricing in the hog industry is wrapped up in this lawsuit. Maxwell Foods claims that Smithfield paid other hog producers based on the cutout value, while they got paid this Iowa Southern Minnesota hog market. I've discussed the difference in contracts offered by Packers, where Packers have essentially picked favorites. Some got a hog price based on pork values, some got the base hog price, and some got a hybrid of the two. Those getting a hog price are broke. This will be interesting litigation for the industry challenging the system that is predatory. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.